Hey guys, what's going on? G-Man here. Thank you so much for checking out this week's episode of the Fun V Tailgate presented by Thunderblogsports.com, a part of the Bullpen Cart podcast feed. Matty D and I are getting you ready for NFL Conference Championship Weekend. We recap the divisional round. We have a little bit of a morning session for our Eagles, but we are getting ready for the final four Rams, Saints, Patriots, Chiefs. We go through our picks. We go through all the key matchups that you need to know. It was a ton of fun to record. Cannot wait to hear what you guys think in the comments. But as always, make sure that you like, share, and subscribe to the podcast. Again, search The Bullpen Card on iTunes, Stitcher, and wherever you get your podcasts. Follow us on Twitter, ThunderBLG. Follow us on Instagram, Thunderblog Sports, just like the website. Same with Facebook. You can follow us there as well. And don't forget to go to thunderblogsports.com to check out all of our great blogs. But enjoy this week's episode, guys. Again, let me know what you guys think in the comments. And here we go. And we are live. Welcome to this week's episode of the Fun V Tailgate, presented by ThunderBlogSports.com, a part of the Bullpen Card podcast feed. I, of course, am the G-Man, Jordy Cannell. And joining me, as always, is my man, Matty D. What's up, my man? Yeah, a little sad, a little bit of sad day. A sad week, but not not too sad. Just a little sad. Our undefeatable playoff quarterback. Hey, we know. But all of that being said, the matchups really couldn't be juicier, which is what happens when the top four seeds, the one and twos of both sides, make the finals, which really doesn't even happen very often. It's wild that it even happened. No. I was about to say, yeah. when was the last time this actually went down all according to plan? And not only that, but even almost even more, it's not even that like, most of the games, three of the four games, weren't even really that close. Yeah, a lot like, of the divisional round games were, they, they, they just weren't exciting. I mean, the Patriots game was over as soon as it started. Which the is, Chiefs still game wasn't very fun. You would have thought, you know, you know the Chargers of old, but, you know, you thought this team was different. Um I think Tom Brady, as proven by his social media prowess from basically everything after the game, uh, he really was taking the everybody thinking this is it of the Patriots uh, and and really just jamming it down your throat of, I'm not done yet, motherfucker. Um, right. But like Patrick Mahomes, you thought, oh, he's a rookie. He's going to struggle right out of the gate. And he even looked great. I mean, and the Colts looked like duds. So, yeah, you know, I mean, it's kind of well, wild. I, I mean, the Rams game. Yeah. Entertaining enough, but mm-hmm, mm-hmm. well, it was entertaining. But I mean, I mean, but you kind of knew. It seemed like you kind of knew. Yeah, it was twenty-seven at halftime, uh, so it wasn't like super exciting. I mean, they, the Cowboys got to one score by the very end, but like right. you're right, you knew. I mean, shout out to C.J. Anderson for proving, really proving all the haters wrong. I mean. We have a, a dude in our fantasy leagues whose team name has been for four years, CJ Too Fat. Like, I mean, <laughs> right, Alan. Yeah, right. <laughs> two touchdowns in the playoffs. I mean, eat all the jelly donuts you like. Or what, what does right. Butter McCrawlin say? The Butter Biscuits? 
The butter biscuits. Hey, look, get, butter biscuits. get eat all the butter biscuits you want, baby. Right, get thick. Get you know, get paid. I guess I, I don't know. It's wild. It, he doesn't even look like a real, and like I've seen a lot of like a lot of weird looking NFL players. He doesn't even look close to like a we a real NFL player. But like, the and by the way, all credit where all credits due. He looks great. So I get it. But it's just. <clears throat> I mean, Mike uh, Tolbert yeah. used to hawk touchdowns week in week out out for the Carolina Panthers. So no, nothing's out of the question in terms of weird body types uh, in true. terms of running backs in the league. But but Tobert was always kind of like a, a running back fullback kind of thing. That's true. That's true. So, right. I mean, I mean, I know, I know. Anyway, I give the Rams credit though. Cause it, you know, it's not always easy to until in 20, in this day and age to, to commit fully to just running the football. Like, and they just, you know, these t- offensives, they want to pass. But I also got to tell you, the fact that – I don't understand why more teams aren't doing this. They just run jet sweeps all the time with yeah. great effectiveness. It's insane. It's right. insane and they, how they run the ball. And they run it with all different types of players. And they've even run – they didn't do it in this game, but they've run a tight end jet sweep. Yeah. So many teams do the action but then don't actually hand it off, Right. Yeah, and, or they have it at some weird bubble screen. Right, or but whatever. I, it to me, like, and by the way, I think Sean McVay is a great coach. But I, I get, what I'm shocked by is, I, I, I watch it and I go, it doesn't even look that hard. Like as a play itself, it's not a, it's not a trick play. Guy just runs behind and you hand the ball. Like, no. and they do it with Robert Woods, Brandon Cooks, Cooper Cup when he's healthy. And I got to tell you, it freezes the linebackers. It works. It works all the time. And I'm still shocked that more teams do not do it. Um, and, and, you know, because they they do it so much that teams, the defenses are almost expecting the jet sweep, not the fake jet sweep handoff. So, uh, yeah, I'm shocked. But do also think the Cowboys got a little exposed, which I like. Yeah. I mean, I said it. I said it. I said, um, I told my dad, I said, I'd rather the Cowboys lose than the Eagles win because I couldn't stand another week of hearing about the Cowboys. I can't stand it. I love the fact that they lost. Right. Yeah. The Cowboys being in the NFC championship game. I mean, everybody wants to shit on the Patriots and oh, it's eight straight AFC championship games. One Cowboys champion AFC or NFC championship game, not even Super Bowl appearance, NFC championship game would have been worse than a hundred straight <laughs> AFC championship games with 50 Super Bowls. Right. I, I, I yeah, and, and yeah, so I'm very happy. Tom Brady might do. <laughs> I agree. I like I said, I'm with you there. I, I was just really happy that it happened like it did. Um, doesn't matter if they have Amari Cooper. They held Zeke to 47 yards rushing. They shut Dak down for the most part. Um, I mean, it's a good matchup. And they, they took care of business. And, man, they just ran. All, it was great to watch them just run over that Cowboys linebacker core. I loved it. I ate it up. I thought it was fantastic. Yeah, I mean, they had 273 yards on the ground, which was – 150 more than I thought they would have gotten. I would have thought they'd break a century, but not having both CJ Anderson and Todd Gurley do it. Yeah. Jimmy Jared Goff into the action with, I want to think a couple of remembering some of the plays, but 10, 12 yards on his part, Robert Woods, Josh Reynolds, Brandon cooks. They had some of the, those rushing yards as you mentioned before. 
I mean, all three of their touchdowns on the ground. They knew how to get the job done. Jared Goff goes 15 for 28 versus Dax 20 for 32. Not terrible, which, you know, of, you know, I mean, it's not proving the haters wrong because you didn't win. You didn't get to the, the NFC championship game, but he didn't have a bad game. I wouldn't say. Right. No, I don't, I don't think so. I don't think so. I mean, and the one thing about them is that the d- defensively they have some holes, but they have the best defender in football. They've got some other pass rushers, um, and they've got enough secondary help that, that if they get a lead, they're very difficult to deal with. Yeah, that, and we've seen that. We've seen that yeah. with the Eagles. We are mm-hmm. both games with the Eagles against the Cowboys. Um, the Rams, though, I mean, their defense, <laughs> their defense did that too. Their defense shut them down and really didn't let them. I mean, they didn't give a yard. They didn't give an inch. I mean, Aaron Donald got held to two tackles. This guy who just led the NFL in sacks. They only had one sack. Dante Fowler, who they picked up mid-season. His yeah, defense yeah. did really well. And don't get me wrong. I'm not trying to downplay what they did because they had six tackles for loss. They really got in Dak Prescott and the receivers' faces. But, I mean, they the Rams' defense – really did a good job holding up the Cowboys too. And I mean, it getting to 52 points, a little higher than I would have thought. I mean, the Rams exploding seven, three after one quarter. That's what you kind of would have thought it was going to be. You're going to trade. Maybe each team gets a touchdown and it's going to come down to kicking. And the 17 spot that the Rams put up in the second quarter, you're all of a sudden thinking what happened to this incredible linebacking core, the Cowboys sport. And are we going to see a complete blowout here? And obviously the Cowboys put up a little bit of life in the second half, but for the most part, it looked like that. Like you said, you never really had a doubt in the second half that the Rams were going to, you know, give this up. Yeah, no, I, yeah, I, I, yeah. And what's good. They don't have a great home field advantage either. And I think that hurt them too. Um, You know, and, and it was a little better than I thought it was going to be. But, like, you talk about getting loud and you listen to, like, the Eagles and the Saints game. And, like, when the Eagles were on the field offensively, it was loud. And that does affect a team. It forces different counts, forces different mm-hmm. snap count. And, and I think that hurts the Rams, though. Um, so I'm hoping as they get to their new stadium that the, the fan base continues to grow. You think they're winning, that the fan base would be, be huge. Um, although, hey, you saw, you saw who was at the game, right? The famous player who was at the game? Oh, diehard Cowboys fan, LeBron James. In the Rams locker room? Seriously? Seriously? I love it. I mean, come on, dude. You have some conviction. Very embarrassing. You don't see Bradley Cooper walking in. You know, you don't see Mike Trout walking into Rams games, right? He doesn't go to Rams. He goes to Rams games. He goes to Chargers games. He goes to Eagles games. I respect that conviction. I appreciate By the way, if he was just at the game, that's fine. It's when he went into the Rams locker room that really grinded my gears, okay? Really oh, yeah. grinded. I mean, he's an athlete in L.A. You'd expect him to go to the game. show up at a pro game. Right. Like, think about all the all the people that are shown at Dodger games. That's okay. You know? I mean, you can go yeah. to the, just kick one of the locker room afterwards. Yeah. I mean, like, like, yeah, it's pretty wild. I mean, it's not like even, like, actors who go to L.A. and, like, they end up, you know, you know, because they've been out there for so long rooting for the LA teams. Like I think Brian Cranston's a pretty good example of that, who did the good morning football thing for the Eagles, but then also said like, 
you you are the one who knocks teams out of the playoffs, except for the Rams, because he's now become a Rams fan. And he's talked about that before in you know media junkets that he's done. But athletes, though, I mean, if you're especially if you're gonna be that vocal about it, that's like if he shows up at a USC game wearing Trojans gear, which is practically almost what it is because it's at the Coliseum. But um yeah, wild, wild stuff from LeBron. Yeah. No, I, I'm I surprised know, I that he didn't bring out a, a glass of wine. Did they serve <laughs> yeah. that at the Coliseum, you think? I mean, yeah, it's probably it's, it's Are LA. They jugs of wine to go with the Coliseum. You know? <laughs> with the, I get you. I'm with you. I'm with you. <laughs> vine? Yeah. <laughs> um, and, yeah, but I, I really thought that the Rams showed they were a little underappreciated. We we're talking about the other team that was underappreciated as well coming up. They were really an underappreciated team. I know we was talking about the Rams. They were talking about everybody else, and they really showed that. Um, and I, I was I was impressed with the performance, especially the running game. Um, the other NFC game hurts to talk about, but we're going to talk about it anyway. We gotta we gotta talk about it because there is stuff to break down and some storylines coming out of it mm-hmm. on both ends, uh, both the Eagles and the Saints. But yes, yeah. well, I'm going to take Eagles I'm gonna came tell out right away. I'm going to tell you. Well, well. All right, let, let's talk about the. Let's we talk about the opening. They look great, dude. They look great. Awesome. The first quarter was fantastic. Mm-hmm. Uh, they I don't know conversion that punches them kind of out of place, and they can never figure it out until really that last drive where Foles ends up throwing that interception. But the punt, yeah, I mean, the punt, the, the fake punt certainly helped. Yeah. Um, I gotta tell you, I, I think I come out even more impressed though with the Eagles' defense. So they held the Rams to 20 points at home in a must-win playoff game. Not the Rams, I'm sorry, the Saints. They, they shut. They were really good all game. Um, I was impressed that the pass rush, the run defense was particularly good. They really, the only thing that beat them was Michael Thomas, which you expected something along those lines. Um, I do think more than the fake punt – the the interception and by the way I don't even think it was a horrible throw by Nick Foles but that not great throw by Nick Foles that that Ertz that got picked off we were gonna we don't think we were gonna score at least a field goal there um, that hurt our momentum a lot too that first pick you mean the first pick that Nick had not the last one right yeah, yeah. Um, that hurt a little bit and it was and it wasn't even like I said it wasn't a horrible throw great interception just a tad underthrown. Um, yeah, because other than that, he was rolling. I mean, finding everybody he wanted all over the field. The running game was doing just enough to get by. The play but... calling was spectacular, I thought. Yeah, I really, I thought so, too. Um, and, you know, Foles made a couple of not-so-great throws. Not, And I'm not toss, talking about the interceptions. But we did enough to win that game, and I'm going to tell you right now. I don't know if we would have won the game, and I'll tell you and I'll tell you that in a second, but I think we were going to score a touchdown on that drive if that ball doesn't go through Alshon's hands. Straight up. Now, I don't know if we would have won because we would have given Drew Brees the ball back with like a minute left maybe, yep. depending on how it went, and he might have gone down the field and kicked the field goal to win the game. And I was kind of thinking that's what was going to happen. Similar, by the way, a la Super Bowl. And we thought Brady was going to take the ball down in a minute and a half and score a touchdown, and then you know, Brandon Graham did Brandon Graham. So, yeah, I, I don't know. Do you think we were going to score there at the end? Like Honestly, like in, in your heart, like Right, it felt yeah. like it. Um, I was buzzing when they finally started getting going. 
and it was a real real gut punch when <laughs> you know it goes through his hands and not only that but it bounces right into new orleans's hands right into Marshawn Lattimore, who had himself a game right it was yeah. insane he for one he uh, i mean he's the guy who the minnesota miracle happens against and he redeems himself yeah by all stretches of the imagination redeems himself with that <sighs> yeah i just it legitimately is difficult for me to discuss the interception. Um, but I guess it makes me feel a little better. You know, we, we would have won the game if it wasn't for, I mean, I mean, we, we, we lost the game. We didn't have it taken from us. We lost it and it hurts, but it's also makes me feel a little bit better. Hey, Saints got, I mean, the Saints got away with one. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. I just, I, I was impressed though with yeah. our performance. Uh, we didn't, and we did was, not get blown out. I'm yep. glad it was low scoring. It's what you thought they'd need to do to win mm-hmm. this game. Right. Yeah, you would by the way, you had told me though with the, after the first uh after the first quarter we would we would have only scored we never would have scored again. I would have put money down saying the uh, opposite. So I was a little disappointed oh, yeah. offense, but that's why the Saints are a number 1 seed. Their defense is better than people give them credit for. I mean, you have to admit that. So yeah, I mean, that's one way I would have gone with it. But yeah. 1000% a thousand percent. Um, and that, that leads us over to the other side of the bracket. The yep. other team, by the way, that no one, you already mentioned them a little bit, that no one was talking about. A little bit of disrespect is the Patriots. Yep. I mean, they were legitimately disrespected by the Tom Brady is the worst quarterback left in the AFC. You know, they don't have it this year. Did we forget last year? Two years ago, they won a Super Bowl and the greatest comeback ever. I don't. I didn't see Brady being awful this year. I'm not saying he was an MVP, but he wasn't awful. He won the MVP last year. I mean, if you're Philip Rivers, I would be like calling up ESPN, being like, "Are you serious? You just, you know, come on." I was give them more material of your of your Philip Rivers. And you saw Brady, right? Right. Brady comes out and he's he's all. Oh yeah, no one thought we would win. Blah, blah, blah. Of course he's eating he's eating it up. Oh my god. They obliterated the Chargers. Like there was a line for that game in the first half, dude. Like Vegas yep. came out with the Chiefs Patriots line in the first half. <laughs> wow. Savage. Yeah. Well, one of the things you got to note is against the Ravens, the Chargers, instead of going big, they went small. They played basically converted safeties at the linebacker position. Well, the Mm -hmm. Patriots saw that, and as soon as the Chargers tried to do that because they're very undermanned right now due to injuries in the middle linebacker position, they just ran Sony Michelle down the middle of the middle of the defense's throat because they didn't have the personnel to stop them. And and that really that started the wave. And then after that, I mean, if you get let Brady have a run, have a run game. He's going to chew you apart. He's finding everybody out there, and it was it was spectacular to watch him dissect that very good Chargers defense. Yeah, he's just an absolute genius when it comes to reading defenses, figuring out exactly where you're going to try to beat him. I mean, granted, the Chargers started using his own defense, which is stupid to try to use against Tom Brady, especially because they said this Patriots team was slower. Blah blah blah. Why you wouldn't just 
run fucking man to man down their throat and try to stop them until Tom starts, you know, getting creative and blah, blah, blah. But you're absolutely right. They let Sony Michelle completely get them ahead. And Tom Brady, all he had to do was sit back there with the million hours, every single drop back. And he did exactly what he had to do. And what we're not giving a ton of credit to is the Patriots defense. The Patriots defense held the Chargers to 19 rushing yards. Phil Rivers ended up having actually a decent stat line of 331 yards in the air and three touchdowns along with an interception. But a lot of that comes from the second half. But 19 yards on the ground. The Patriots defense just completely shut down any sniff of light the Chargers offense could have shown in that game. Yeah, that was also equally as impressive. And that's what happens when you give Belichick some time to rest some guys and figure out a game plan. I mean, they they heckled Phillip Rivers. And by the way, yes, they got away with a little bit clutching and grabbing, maybe a late hit here or there, but it is the playoffs. So that's what happens. Uh, you know, you get away with a little bit more, right? Think of the NBA. It gets a little more physical. NHL, a little more physical. Baseball, a little more intense. NFL, a mm-hmm. little more intense, a little more physical. They let a little more go away. Go, uh, they let you get away with a little bit more in the playoffs. I didn't mind it. You know, I don't love all the defensive back you know, holding penalties anyway. Um, it was 7-7, by the way. Like, that's the other thing I can't that get over. It's actually a good point. It wasn't like it was that ridiculous. So, yeah, I don't know, man. I, I was – that was – I hope the Chiefs are ready. I don't care where the game's being played. I know that Brady Bray is not as good. There's like three and four on the – by the way, he's three and four on the road in the playoffs because he's never on the road in the playoffs. There's always are a one or two seed, which is amazing to me. Yeah. So, And um, what, three of those losses are against Peyton Manning? Two of them were in Denver. One was in yeah. Indy. Like, right, yeah, so he lost to like a top five NFL quarterback of all time. Like, yeah. <laughs> Well, and uh, one to the remember the one to the Colts, the Patriots just blew a mega lead. Remember that the year that it was the year the Colts ended up winning the Super Bowl. The yeah, Patriots I know what you're talking about. Like a two touchdown lead or something like that. It was like yeah, I think it was twelve years ago. No, twelve years ago was uh, no, yeah, it was. It was yeah, the 07 yeah, right. playoffs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because mm-hmm. 08 was the uh, eighteen and one season. Um, so. completely insane though. But let's quickly touch on the Chiefs Colts game because I mean this is. The one we don't really need to dissect that that heavily, I don't think. Or, or, or am no. I wrong in saying that? It was a little boring just because of yeah. the weather, you know. Um, a little slow, if you will. Um, I don't know if that makes sense. But the Chiefs just proved their number one seed. Their defense played really well at home, though. And the defense does have a little bit of talent, which I thought you know was important to note. And, you know, the other hard part is didn't the what the, the the Colts won like ten in a row or something like that, something close to that, right? Yeah, but didn't it come out that like all the all the teams they played weren't the best teams in the league? So like I guess it's all like revisionist history of you won ten in a row and it was only against, you know, and and talent of the of Bills, Raiders, Jaguars, Titans, Dolphins, lost to the Jaguars, Texans, Cowboys, Giants, Titans. Um yeah, so it's I mean it's not the worst schedule in the world, but yeah, it, it is a it's definitely a real 
I don't a real slam on the brakes, I guess, by the by the Colts to to slow down there, especially because they were so dominant over the Texans last week. Right. You would have thought they'd put up a big fight against KC, mm-hmm. and you know they come another game. They go down fourteen nothing, and when they had the opportunity to you know to fight it, they just didn't. It was yeah. the only touchdown they had at halftime was a blocked punt, which was actually an awesome play that the that the Colts defense had. But they didn't get a, a first down until the final drive of the quarter when then Adam Vinatieri doinks one off the off the upright that could have made it a respectable 24-10 going into halftime. Mm-hmm. And then really, I mean, you could have turned that game off at halftime and you wouldn't have missed anything. There's nothing yeah. really going on for the rest of that game. Yeah. No, I'm with you. I, I, you know, the other, you know, the other thing I would tell you is the Chiefs showed they've got a little bit more than just Mahomes and that, you know, and, and they have the running game. Will David Williams looks really good. Um, Kareem, Kareem, does. Kareem who, but once again, this is all great, and, and I'm going to jump right into it. It's all great, but it doesn't matter if you're Andy Reid. This is a great be a sure, great playoff win. Andy Andy has one thing left to check off his box, and that's winning a Super Bowl. And he's going to have to get by a guy he already lost to in the Super Bowl once, uh, you know, who you know more than anything this Patriots team wants it. It's going to be his biggest challenge, maybe of his career, to, to, to take on this, this Patriots team, even though I know it's at home, by the way. So current weather forecast is like negative 15 degrees. There's like a polar vortex hovering over Kansas city. It is going to be like an old, like when you want like in the pre before the game actually starts, it's going to look like an old school classic, like cold breath. It's going to be wild there. I am excited to, to, to watch. It's going to be incredible. Yeah. It's, it's going to be a ton of fun. I'm not totally buying the, Cold weather is going to ruin this game. I think it's going to make. I think, so. I think you're right. Make it just an awesome environment. I mean, I think we're going to see a lot more running. You're going to see, and you're going to see Brady kind of take that old school football. Show Pat Mahomes, hey son, I played back when running used to dominate this league, and you had to, you had to do, you had to do a little more. Let me yeah. show you how it's done here. Not to ruin our picks or anything, but. You know, I it's going to be an exciting weekend of football, and I am pumped to break it down with you, Matt. Well, yeah, and, and I got to tell you, first of all, don't overreact. What I mean by that is if the Patriots win, it doesn't mean Mahomes and Reed will never win. And oh, if no. the Chiefs win, it doesn't mean it's a changing of the guard. It doesn't mean that Brady's no. going anywhere. Like, right, like he wants to keep playing. He's he's honest about it. And quite frankly, there's no reason for him. The one thing you keep seeing Brady do is he keeps throwing a good out. When you saw the end of Manning's career, he couldn't throw a down and out. He couldn't make a sideline throw. I haven't seen a, enough zip taken off the ball to tell me Brady's going anywhere. So don't overreact. I don't know how you pick against him. As good oh, yeah. as Mahomes is. I don't know. How do you pick? I mean, honestly, how do you pick against them? I don't know. Um, go ahead. We'll jump into that. Let's do, first do the NFC Championship game. Mm-hmm. But Matt, we got to talk to everybody. It's the playoffs. We're starting to get college basketball really getting into full swing. 
The NBA is getting a full swing as you know, we're all getting close to the to the halfway mark. The NHL's already hit the halfway mark. We got to tell the fans about our favorite sponsor, Schneckbook. <laughs> That's correct. And you know what? You're you I made a great point because it's hard. This is the last real weekend of football. Because the next game is a cultural event. So and so if you first of all, you want to get them in now, you gotta get your bets in with our guy Logan over at Schneckbook to see if he can help you out. Make a little bit of money coming out of the holidays. You may have lost some. So now's your chance to make it back up. And gambling's a great way to recoup losses that you've that you've taken while buying Christmas presents. And Logan, our friend it's Logan over at Schneckbook, yeah, he's giving you that 2019 special. If there's okay? anybody that cares more about money you lost, it is Logan Schneck. Nah. Oh, yeah, I couldn't agree more. And, and you're right, though. The other thing, too, is you made a good point. You mentioned something there. College basketball is on fire right now. So you give you give Logan a call, all right? He's got a two-for-one special going on right now, all right? He will drop – he's gonna, still going to give you the first the initial charge there, but if you want to put, put a bet in a college basketball game, he's going to lower his normal bookie fee all the way down to 67%, oh, all right? God. And it's a deal of the century here to get involved and you know, put some. I mean, look, hey, you would have made a pretty penny if you had taken Syracuse over Duke this past weekend. So get prepared and give Logan a call. Go to www.schneckbook.com. Number of different ways to Google it. Some words I can't say on a podcast. You'll find it. All right. And tell him, tell him at the truth and knowledge. Use our video. promo code. It's Ravage. The <laughs> promo code again, Ravage. That's the one for the Thunderblog. Know that we sent you. Ravage, Schneckbook. Make some money. Recoup your losses. All right. NFL Conference Championship Weekend. I think it's going to be maybe one of the best weekends of football. Probably one of the best championship weekends we've had in a while. Which I feel like we say a lot. I feel like we say that a lot. I feel like a couple years ago when the Packers played the Falcons, here the Falcons ended up blowing the eighteen to twenty eight three lead, and the Steelers played the uh, played the Patriots. We thought both of those games were going to be really good, and I think only I think the Packers kept it close and then fell apart, and the Steelers put up a dud. So Matt, is it completely? out of my mind for me to say this might be the most exciting weekend of football on a championship weekend that we've had in some time. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Cause there's without a doubt, there, there's not a weak game at all. Um, coming at, and every game has such incredible storylines. I can tell you something too. There's really not a super bowl. That's going to be boring out of this, right? It, no. on, on paper, right? And obviously things change, but on paper, there's really not going to be, Oh yeah. I, I certainly agree with you there. And, I can't get enough of it. I'm, it's, it's a hard, like I said, I just mentioned it's a hard week because kind of the real last weekend of real football, like we were stating. So we'll see what happens. But yeah, no, I, you, I think you're right. I think it's one of the best weekends we've ever had in the in the in the in the, uh, in the conference championship games. Yeah, I don't think there's there's. I'm falling over myself here, but both of these games. I mean, the over under for the Ram Saints is set at fifty seven. And the Chiefs Patriots with the cold weather set at 56 still. It's absolutely wow. nuts. And I think 
I mean, obviously the first game, which we're going to jump into in me, you know, in seconds. I mean, that game is, we've seen it before and it was a, an awesome game. And I think it's going to be, I think the rematch is going to be just as great. And think about it this way. You get Rams chiefs, greatest game of the season. You get Patriots Rams. You get the young gun, the young or the young gun coach versus Belichick. You get Brady versus I want to say golf, but that whole team you get. And then think about the flip side, Saints, Brady or Breeze, Brady, Saints, Patriots, Breeze, Brady or Saints, Chiefs. Another two score high scoring offenses. I mean, there's it's a win, 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 win scenario. Right. And the other thing I'll tell you, too, these might be the four best coaches in the NFL. That's not wrong. Coaches, right? So Belichick, number one. A lot of people, Sean Payton, you know, number two. Uh, I think a lot of people would consider him at least there. McVay obviously is a super hot name. Most people are in love with him. And, and, and Andy Reid doesn't get enough credit for the job he's really done in Kansas City. There are a couple other guys, including our own Doug Peterson, you might want to consider in that spot. But this is like the hierarchy of coaching you're seeing right now. And, and, and obviously all four teams have really great quarterbacks. I would say Goff is the least of the four, just just – because the other three, um, you know, Brady, Breeze holds all the records that Brady doesn't hold or vice versa. So you've got two of the greatest ever. I can tell you, a Breeze Super Bowl win this year, I get a little ahead of myself, but a Breeze Super Bowl win is going to put him in top five to me in terms of quarterbacks of all time, um, getting him that second ring. But anyway, I digress. What, which one do you want to start with? Let's start in order. Let's do NFC Championship first. Okay. Three oh five on Sunday on Fox. Joe Buck and Troy Aikman actually are going to make their way down to the Super Bowl this weekend, or the Super the Superdome. Excuse me. I understand. Saints come in the home favorite, three and a half points as is the spread, not as the spread. Matt, what are your initial thoughts coming into this game? Well, they can't do what they did against the Eagles. They can't afford to go down fourteen nothing because Gurley and Anderson will pound away like we saw against the Cowboys. And I don't know nope. if the Saints are anywhere near the defense, in particular in the front seven rush defense that the Cowboys are. Um, they don't have the same linebacker group. So I think right off the bat, if you're Sean Payton and Drew Brees, you've got to find a way to, to score an early touchdown or at least a field goal. The, the other thing I see against working against the Saints is some individual matchups I think the Rams can win. One, the interior of that Saints offensive line is a little beat up, and they got a little exposed by the Eagles front. So now Aaron Donald's going one-on-one with those guys in there. Um, but more importantly, the one thing that the Rams have that the Eagles do not have is Akeem Tlaib. And assuming he's back from his it was a concussion that he, or concussion protocol, he, he can really take a little bit more out of, uh, away from, Mike, from Drew Brees when it comes to Michael Thomas and try to force somebody else to win. Uh, and I don't know before I get to their backfield, that anybody else wide receiver-wise can win. Now, Peyton can out-scheme you, but I don't know if anybody else can win on the one-on-one matchups. Tlaib can take away a lot of what Thomas does. And Thomas is a great receiver. I'm not taking anything away from him. I'm saying compared to what the Eagles have to offer, they don't have a Tlaib walking out the field, or even, even a Marcus Peters, so I'm not as high as I was when he was with the Chiefs a few years back. Mm-hmm. Um, so the only other thing I would tell you, though, is can the Rams linebackers – stay with Kamara, and hold up against Ingram. That part I don't know about. Um, and Kamara, obviously, is one of the hardest matches. He's a match of nightmare. So 
I think the Rams are going to pressure the Saints a little more um, than the Eagles were able to on a few fronts. Granted, they don't have Nick Foles. But I think that's got to concern you a little bit. I think that's got to concern you a little bit. And, and, and we'll see. Um, I think Drew Brees has to win this game for the Saints. I really do. Yeah, I would agree with that. I think a combination of Drew Brees and, as you mentioned, Alvin Kamara and Mark Ingram. But I think Kamara coming out of the backfield, swing passes, and kind of getting involved that way, going out even in the slot, I think it is going to come off of Brees' arm. But I think Ingram can help open it up enough that you get Michael Thomas involved, you get that you get the rest of their receivers involved too. Cause either the Saints are going to try to double team Michael Thomas to slow him down. And that opens everything up. We saw the Eagles try to do that the first time they played him. Obviously there was a lot of other stuff that happened that enabled the, the Saints to score that many points, but we right. saw what Drew Brees did initially on that. Yeah. But I, I agree with you. I think Drew Brees is the key to this game. I And if Keem Tlaib's playing, I think that's, it's going to help in stopping them, but I think they're going to just keep chipping away points at you because that's what the Saints do. Not that the Rams aren't going to do it on the reverse side because the Saints defense certainly has their flaws. Now, they've played pretty well. They really turned it up to 11 against the Eagles in, in last week, and that's really that's really what we should be going off of because we haven't really seen them play otherwise in three weeks now because uh, they didn't play week 17. But you know, I really, I, I think Drew Brees gets it done, and he's he becomes the the true key to this game because thinking on the other side and what they have to kind of fire at the Saints. You're right; they don't have the Saints defense doesn't have you know the the front seven like the Cowboys do to hold up on on the Rams running backs. But I think Brees has of any other quarterback in the league has the ability to keep pace with you. And yeah. even outpace you. Right. And then, you know, Brees has been winning games for that franchise by himself for a long time. Um, and I don't, and I don't want to take it either way because we always talk about how Brady hasn't had the same weapons as some other great quarterbacks in his career. Like he, and that's the truth. He's had great weapons, but in some of those Super Bowl victories, he didn't. I'm not saying that Brees doesn't have good weapons. Kamara and Thomas are two of the best at their position, period. And he's got a great offensive line. Um, but I, we also have, like you said, we've got to remember his greatness. And what makes him so good is that he'll just out-throw you with great accurate throws, and he'll just out-scheme you with Sean Payton. It doesn't matter how good your defense is or even how bad their players are, the Saints players are. They figure it out. I'm with mm-hmm. you there. I'm with you there. I, I don't. By the way, I would put money on the Saints. Like they're my pick um, yep. because I trust Breeze more than I trust Goff late in the game. Exactly. That, that That's probably the biggest issue that comes into this. Jared Goff, I just don't trust with the ball as much. I can mm-hmm. see him, you know, I could see him pulling what Nick Foles, or I mean, it wasn't Nick Foles' fault that there was turnovers, but, or on the, especially the last one, but I, he's much more of a liability than Todd Gurley is, than CJ mm-hmm. Anderson is, and especially mm-hmm. anybody else on the, on the Saints side of the ball. And I think that's really what it comes down to because I think Sean Payton knows that, and I think he knows what the Rams, especially after watching the tape from last Saturday, sees what they're going to try to do and see where their defense has been showing holes. And I think he's going to come up with a scheme to combat that and make Jared Goff try to beat them. And I think that's really the difference there. And I agree with you. I'm taking the Saints here. 
partially because Greg and I, Greg put a gun to my head in December and I said Saints Patriots, but also because <laughs> I legitimately think that that the Saints are going to pull this out. Three and a half, I feel like it's too low. It's almost respect for the NFC Championship game, and it's a one-two. But yeah, I think they easily cover that. I think they might win by a touchdown at least. Okay. All right. Yeah, I, I think it's going to be really close. I think it's going to take a late um, – something late to see what happens, uh, like a late play or something along those lines. But uh, okay. I, you know, I, it's going to be loud in that Superdome as well, which I think goes against the the, the Rams, which obviously it has to go against the Rams. So, yep. right, that makes sense. Yep. Mm-hmm. I would say – I like it at about a field goal. I really do. Whether it's okay. a late field goal to take the lead or, or something like that. Mm-hmm. The three and a half is the right number for you? Yeah, I like three and a half. I think it's a good line. I would say three, so I guess I'd take the Rams to cover technically, okay. but I'm taking yeah. the Saints to win. Okay. All right. That, that's not a bad choice. I mean, this could be a game two where both teams start going for two or start trying to get fancy with it. I mean, we saw, you know, the, the tendency for the Saints to go for it on fourth down, and that really bit the Eagles in the ass. So, I mean, who knows how this game could go. Um, any other thoughts on this game before we go over the AFC Championship? I don't think it's the last game of Drew Brees' career. When, I don't think so, so either. So if they lose. I, I know this is I, important to point out. I absolutely agree with you there. I think he's still playing. I know there's a lot of talk with that, but – especially the way their offense is developed. I think that he has, he has the, the core within that team to, to continue on for at least another year, if not two. Yeah, no, I'm with you there. Totally agree. Yeah. All right. AFC championship game Patriots at the chiefs, the Patriots, a team that we have just been applauding this whole podcast, Matt, come into this as three point road dogs plus one thirty five on the money line. Versus the Chiefs, minus 155 on the money line. Your thoughts on this game? Uh, you, well, I, I already kind of gave away a little bit about how I felt. Um, I, I, you know, I do honestly think that Brady's going to win just because it's, it's, it's Tom Brady. Um, I, I think uh, you keep saying it's going to be high scoring, and yet playoff games tend to tighten up. We don't see as many shootouts and play because you know. I mean, obviously, Super Bowl last year being a huge exception there. Um, so, mm-hmm. my initial thoughts are a little tighter start. It opens up a little bit, um, but I don't know if you'll see the Patriots give up a ton of big plays to the Chiefs. Um, and I think that might be the difference for me. Uh, Tom Brady is a difference. But the Patriots' ability to not give up big plays is a hallmark of what Belichick does. And I know how good Travis Kelsey – I mean, I'm not Travis well, – Travis Kelsey's great. Um, Tyree Kill is. I just think that's a different difference maker of this game. I really do. No, I like that. It's a, it's a good thought. And you're absolutely right. The Patriots have really prided themselves on not letting up big plays. I think their defense – really want to play well for their coach. They want to send they want to send everybody off happy in terms of going to the Super Bowl. They don't want this to be the last time that they're with their linebacking linebackers co- coach, right? It's their LB's coach that's going to be the the Dolphins co- uh, new head coach. Yes, correct. Yeah. 
So mm-hmm. I, I don't think this is the last time they want to play for him. I don't think they want to let the cold be the be the reason why they they didn't play. But at the same time, defensive players are kind of crazy. So I think they're going to try to they're going to get after it with this game. I think they saw what Damian Williams did to the Colts. I think they have they still have a chip on their shoulder very clearly with everything with Deflate Gate and. I think they want to prove, hey, we're gonna we're gonna go into Arrowhead where you guys couldn't get it done at you know X degrees more or warmer weather, and we're gonna get it done. We're gonna fucking slam it down their throats. Brady thinks that everybody fucking hates him, and he's just gonna fucking kick this little Kermit the Frog sounding quarterback down and teach him a little lesson here. Like I said before, <laughs> hey son. I played when running backs had to get it done for you on the ground. Well, you just, you know, you could get 300 yards, but you know, you really had to make it work with not as much speed. I'm yeah. going to show you how the cold affects <laughs> speed. Something like that. I'm not, I'm not a good trash talker, but right. Tom Brady, Tom Brady gets it done. Take the yeah. Patriots. No, I, I'm with you. I'm with you. I, in I think either way, it's going to be, a, it's going to, I mean, it's let, it's going to be a great matchup. Um, some things to also think about. And and are the Patriots just going to try to do what they did against the Chargers? Just run the football, and 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 they run the football. The the Chiefs don't have the the defensive. They have less defensive guys than the Chargers do, so they might try to stick with that same doctrine and just take honestly just just don't take the ball out of Mahomes' hands. Just pound 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 away. Um, I That's don't a good expect- point too. Yeah, go ahead. because the Chiefs like to. I mean, obviously they they keep the ball moving. They like to keep the score running. But if they can keep it, the Patriots slow it down by running the ball and keep this clock moving, keep that time of possession up, a lot like what the Saints did to the Eagles last week. Mm-hmm. I mean, that really screws up that game plan. And I think that that probably is one of the top items on Bill Belichick's list. Whether or not that comes to fruition, I think can happen. I don't know if Sony Michelle's still going to be the guy because Belichick has a, a penchant for changing up who is the guy week in, week out. But... Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a nice it's a nice problem to have though when you have Rex Burkhead, you have James White, you right. could throw Julian Edelman on some weird jet sweep if we're gonna come full circle on this. I mean <laughs> or just if Julian Edelman get another hundred what was it, hundred and sixty yards that he had last week? Just yeah, have that he was great. Yeah, he was great. I mean, they just have so many weapons to bring at you. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I mean, Belichick has a number of different ways to keep that game slow and to keep that game moving. Or to keep it slow, but keep it keep the ball moving on their in their possession. And I think that's probably the key for them in this game. I think you're right. I think the unders probably the play, although life's too short. Yeah. But yeah, I think I think it's I think it's Patriots Saints. I think it's that simple. Um and I agree with you. And I think it's the ma- I think it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a fantastic matchup. I mean I really do um, if if that is the case, it's going to be incredible. So I'll put it we'll, this way: I'll be happy to be wrong in any which way that I am. If it's one, if it's both, if it's I'm yeah. right. I'm going to be happy in any regard of what we get for Super Bowl Fifty Three. No, me too. I really, I really think, I really think that as well. Um, yeah, I, I, it's. I'm fascinated to see. I, I really, I think my, to me, the most fascinating game is is the Chiefs Patriots. So. Yes. Oh yeah, uh, there's so many interesting story potential storylines, way the game could go, um, and it's it's going to be an absolute. I mean, it's it's the one I'm tuning in for more. So I mean, I'm going to watch both because I love football, but it's the one I'm tuning in for more. 
uh, in this case, I think. So if I'm ranking them, I rank that number one. Yeah, I mean, if you're ranking everything, you're ranking your couch number one because you're sitting on it all day. (laughs) 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 Hey, it's true, man. I love it. I know you're going to have a giant bag of tortilla chips, a billion jars of salsa because you love to mix the flavors. I I know my Maddie D. (laughs) I know you. I know you. Yeah. Sounded incredibly sexual. That's fine. That's fine. Anyway, anything else that we got going on before we uh we take uh we no. take our leave before no. championship weekend? You know, after after the Super Bowl, we'll get in. Uh, the off season's already in full sway. We already talked about all the, all the coaching changes, but we'll continue to to discuss free agency and the draft coming up. So just stay tuned after the Super Bowl. Don't go. We're you know we're still coming back to you. And yep. we'll give you a preview of that as well. So you know it's yeah. it's a it's a hard time because football is ending, but the second season's about to begin. I mean, it's right around the corner. That's amazing. So yeah, don't yeah. be sad because it's over. Be happy that it happened. And <laughs> right. Matt brings up a good point, though. A couple of housekeeping items. Uh, we're almost positive, ninety nine percent sure that we're going to do our Super Bowl preview the week of the Super Bowl. So no fun V tailgate podcast next week. We are going to, Greg and I are talking about doing a blue line icing. Uh, so keep an eye out for that. If not, maybe a bullpen cart off season special just to keep the, the feed moving. Uh, just keep an eye out on our Twitter, Thunder BLG or on our Instagram where we keep updates and all that good stuff. Or if one of us is at a sporting event, I, I know the flyers are home tonight or they, they might be on a, on a, what's it called on a, road trip after this but the sixers are home so one of us will be at one of those games mm-hmm. uh, so keep an eye out on instagram uh thunderbug sports is that is that handle same thing with facebook Matty d thank you as always this is a ton of fun no problem great time to have right. you on hey look don't be too sad people football like i said football's ending but there's a lot of great other sports there coming out too and we'll, we'll continue to discuss those as well oh yeah yeah basketball's coming hockey is in the midst of coming back Baseball's right around the corner. We're a month mm-hmm. away from pitchers mm-hmm. and catchers and Hall of Fame announcements coming out soon. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Bryce well, Harper. Keep it quiet. No, no, no. You're not supposed to. You can't say anything yet. All right. We knock, can break that down on wood. the podcast. Knock on <laughs> wood. But that's going to do it for us. For my man, Matty D, I am the G-Man. Have a great night and a better weekend, everybody. And go Flyers, Sixers, Needles, and Phillies. Yeah, you can not. You can say it. Say it, Jordy. We're still Super Bowl chance. Go Birds. Yes. Go Birds.